0: Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four football leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker.
1: Hi guys, welcome to the show. Thank you as ever for taking the time to tune in.
0: Yeah, thanks for listening to us this week. Pretty much a standard weekend of football ahead. Uh, Last weekend, before the international break kicks in, it's come around really quick. But yeah, we've got a full fixture list in the Premier League, Championship League 1 and League 2. So as ever, we'll pick out our highlights from each of the leagues, then have a little look through bomb-proof trebles, fantasy football and all the rest of the fun stuff we've got lined up. Um, Quick recap of last week. It was a tough week, just a 33% strike rate from the tips we read out on the podcast. So uh, one in three, that was down from about 60 odd percent, which we were at beforehand. Not a lot of winners uh, in terms of winning hackers that I saw on Twitter from last weekend. Don't know about yourself.
1: No, mate. Really tough. Uh, Spoke to a lot of uh, people on Twitter, direct messages and uh, people getting in touch on Facebook and stuff. And everyone was saying that, you know, it was a real tough week. So we go again. Fresh optimism. Fresh fixture list. Let's have it. Should we start off then, Tom, in the Premier League?
0: Yes, absolutely. You go first. Did you want to look at the Friday night game? We've got West Ham away at Brighton on Friday night.
1: Not really. I mean, I could see that game going one or three ways to be honest. Have you got anything wrote down that you think you want to you want to tip out there because it's going to be a real tight game for me.
0: It is. Um result wise, couldn't call it. Won't want to call it. As something to perhaps boost an accumulator, I do think West Ham will get on the score sheet. Um, they really look like they've probably turned a corner now after the draw against Chelsea and uh, the good win against United last weekend. To get a goal, West Ham are 1-3. to three, So not the best price. I wouldn't bet on it individually, but throwing it in with something else, I do think they're good enough to get a goal out of Brighton side, who are winless in the last six.
1: Yeah, West Ham really have turned the corner. I mean, me and you said, didn't we, not long ago, that we weren't that worried about West Ham. And, I, you know, I nah. said if anyone wants to have a bet with me that they'll stay up, I'll gladly take it because too much quality, managers got too much pedigree uh, to go down like that. But, yeah, definitely expecting to get on the score sheet. Let's turn our attention now to the Saturday games. Uh, one game that I'm going to tip that I think is quite good odds when you uh, when you think about it. Uh, I'm looking at Burnley. So Burnley hmm. are back at Turf Moor this weekend, and they have the visit of Huddersfield coming to town. Burnley, as we all know, had a tough start to the season. Tom was, you know, Mystic Meg. He predicted that he saw the Europa League. And you know, all of the potential issues that were coming with that. They have won their last two Premier League games, slight hiccup in the EFL Cup, but in the Premier League, they beat uh, Bournemouth 4 0 at home and they'd be a battling Cardiff side 2 1 away. Apart from Cardiff, yeah. the only other team you want to play is Huddersfield. Huddersfield have been nothing short of diabolical so far. Last year, they had so much intensity energy and the Terriers had real bite, but this year they have not yet won a game. Burnley I think quite surprisingly a price that 21 to 20 for the victory. Don't know about yourself Tom, but I cannot see it going any other way than a Burnley win.
0: Burnley look like they're definitely back on track, like you said the, the Europa League really seemed to throw them off. Um, they don't have the squad to compete Um, especially when there's so many games coming thick and fast. When you're playing with a really small, tight-knit squad, 22, 23 first-team members, to play two times a week and you're travelling all over Europe, the Burnley squad is not cut out for that. Now they're back to just focusing on the Premier League. It'll help that they're not in the EFL Cup either, even though that was a shocking result, losing to Burton. But um, it'll help them. Their main priority, once again, can just solely be on the Premier League Get into a comfortable mid-table position, um, and I definitely think they've got more than enough to beat Huddersfield, who, like you say, really struggling. Conceded ten on the road from their three games, and I uh, don't think it's going to get any better.
1: No, it's not going to get any better. Lowest scorers as well. Uh, just three goals scored in seven games. They they tried, didn't they, against yes. Tottenham to recall Alex Pritchard, and you know they played that, as attacking as they could against a. Top four, hopeful, but wasn't to be. And Huddersfield were bad on the road last year. And that was when they had the feel-good factor in the energy. So this year, I think they're just going to roll over, to be honest. And Burnley, probably 2-0 for me. I think it will be relatively comfortable.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that one happening. Moving on from that game, got Spurs-Cardiff at 3 o'clock. Um, No-brainer for me here. Spurs to get a comfortable win. On the nose, they're 2-9, to nine, so not too interested in that price. I do think they'll win on the handicap at minus one, which is more enticing. That's 8-13. to 13. Cardiff losing to Burnley at home last weekend was massive, I think, for their season. They've now played Burnley, Newcastle and Huddersfield, all teams who they've really got to be earmarking as getting points from. They've won none of them. Fulham is their first game after the international break. And that is looking like a must, must win for Cardiff. I don't think they're going to expect anything from this game playing away at Spurs. I don't think they're going to trouble Spurs, to be honest. I think Spurs will win this comfortably. If it's something like 3-0, 3-1, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. So minus one the handicap should definitely uh, come in for this.
1: Yeah, as you said, you know, doesn't take a rocket scientist to tip that game but it's so blatantly obvious we have to mention it at least cardiff as was as with huddersfield you know we really expect them to go down without a whimper i said at the start of the season that i think they could actually trouble derby county's record potentially um i definitely thought they would get under 20 points and so far they're not really proving me wrong so Bad, bad times ahead for Cardiff City fans, but at least they're in the Premier League. Let's give them that. At least they're in the league.
0: Think of the parachute payments.
1: Yeah, exactly. At least they're in the league. They bloody hell went uh, this time last season. I had them earmarked for a bottom-half finish. So, um, yeah, um, they're, they're probably just delighted they're even in the Premier League. Let's turn Absolutely. our attentions away from Tottenham-Cardiff then. Um, Selhurst Park is an interesting uh, venue on Saturday you've got Crystal Palace who are in 13th they're hosting Wolves who are in 9th so we all talk about Wolverhampton Wanderers and how great they've been going forward we know they've got Neves we know they've they've got Moutinho they've got all the players they had from last season. And they've got Rao Jimenez up front, Adama Traore's come in. No one's really talking about Wolves at the back. And it was a surprise to me to see that they had the third slash fourth best defensive record in the league this season after seven games. Mm. So Man City and Liverpool conceded three, Chelsea five, Wolves six. So I think a bit of credit is. Uh, is due to Wolves. They've done really well at the back. Saying that, I think it's going to be a tough game at Crystal Palace, and I think we're probably going to go for a score draw. Um, I think they may concede one. I, I always feel like with Zaha on the pitch, it's a big, big chance for Palace to to get at least a goal. I think both teams to score 19-20 to 20 is something I like the look of. And on the flip side, I also like under 2.5 goals. Again, with Wolves' resilience and Car and Crystal Palace continuing to pick Venteke as a striker, their backup options, let's be honest, Soloth, etc., nowhere near good enough, it seems. I think under 2.5 is something that will come in. It is 13 to 20, so the bookies do agree with me. But I think it's an interesting game on Saturday.
0: So what we're looking at here then is essentially a one-all draw, um, which is priced at six to one.
1: Yes, a one-all draw is definitely um, where I'm where I'm kind of leading. I don't normally tip out exact scores, but if I was, then yeah, uh, one or draw is where I'm where I'm going with it.
0: Fair play to Wolves. Like you say, I wasn't aware that they had the uh, fourth, fifth, whatever it was, best defensive record in the league. They conceded two on the first two games of the season against Everton and Leicester. So since then, they've really, really kept it tight at the back. And even more impressively, I think, is that defence is the area they've strengthened the least. Uh, They strengthened a lot going forward uh, last summer, but they've pretty much kept the same defence that got them up in the Championship.
1: Yeah, and even a even left wing back, Johnny, he does way more attacking than he does defending. So even that yeah. slight addition is kind of leaning towards the attacking sense. But just kind of wanted to read that out and kind of give Wolves a little bit of credit because, I, like you said, I'm the same as you. I, I couldn't believe when I saw how well they were doing defensively.
0: Moving on from that game then, I'd like to take us a Sunday where we've got Fulham against Arsenal. Uh, my tip for this one is both teams to score, and that's priced at four to nine. Fulham are an absolute bag of revels. I feel like I've got no idea what you're gonna get from from one week to the next. It feels to me like they've had a better start to the season though than they actually have. They're in seventeenth, just one win and eighteen goals conceded already, so they're not actually doing very well um But that said, they are playing better at home than they are away. And they do have the ability to score goals with players like Shurla, Mitrovic, Vieto, Sessegnon all going forward. So I think it will be an entertaining game. I think they're going to have enough to score against Arsenal. And Arsenal, all credit to them, seven wins on the spin. Unspectacular, steady, racking up the victories. Both teams to score for me here.
1: Yes, both teams to score is uh, what I would tip as well. You're right about Arsenal. Unai Emery uh, came under a lot of stick, but it's quickly been brushed aside, hasn't it? Um, Like you said, seven wins in a row is is a fantastic feat, especially for a new manager in such a high-pressure job. Very impressive. And I totally agree with what you say about Fulham. You echo my notes where I had a look at Fulham in the Premier, I don't look at the table that often this early in the season, right? Because, you know, yeah. two points separate teams in, you know, six places apart or whatever. But yeah, they've got the joint worst defensive record in the league. And we don't mention Fulham being that bad. They've won one Premier League game since they returned. Yep. And to be honest, I think everyone's been sucked into the fact that they've spent a lot of money. And they should be doing better. And they've got Seri, And they've got Schürmer. And Sessegnon is supposed to be good. But he's been poor. I think everyone's getting sucked in a bit. And I totally agree with your point. Um, For me, I would be going just that one extra step forward. And I would be going for Arsenal to win. And both teams to score. I think Arsenal have certainly got it within their locker. Especially in the form they're on right now. That is priced at seven to four. Yeah,
0: that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Like say the form they're in, uh, if they got the result there at Craven Cottage. Um, anything else that takes your fancy from the Premier League? Uh, we've got to talk about Liverpool, Man City, four thirty on Sunday, haven't we?
1: Yes. I'm just gonna quickly, quickly go to the south coast. I think we've got a go we've on. got a game between Southampton and Chelsea. It's a quarter past two kickoff on Sunday. Bit of a weird kickoff time but whatever. Southampton 11-2, to draw 13-5, to Chelsea 4-7. to For me, Chelsea are going to go there and get the victory. They won there last season on the final day. It was a very comfortable victory for them. Uh, 3-2 was the scoreline but it didn't really tell the story. And Southampton actually haven't won a game in the last four. They will have had a slightly more rest. They had an EFL Cup game on Tuesday, and Chelsea are in the Europa League on Thursday. But Chelsea, for me, four to seven, way too strong for a Southampton team that's comfortably beaten at Wolves.
0: Yeah, Chelsea very impressive in their two games against Liverpool as well last week. So Chelsea to win for me. Yeah, I agree. Now let's move on to Liverpool Man City, what everyone's been waiting for. Um, I 100% know. The line that I'm going to take with this one and I've got an absolute barrage of stats to back it up but I first want to get your take on what you think is going to happen in this game
1: This is a massive game isn't it This is a massive game Um, This is a huge test for City A huge test I feel like there is pressure on Liverpool since the um, Suarez, Gerrard, Sterling Storage kind of, season when they blew it uh, with Gerard's slip. This is by far and away their best chance to win the league. So there is pressure on them, but they're the challengers. City are the holders. Last season, obviously, we all know about Liverpool kind of having City's number. Victories over them, at Anfield especially, in the Champions League, and crucially in the Premier League. The last four games between these guys have all gone the way of Liverpool. I think Liverpool just seem to have their number. And I think Liverpool are going to go and get the victory. It's not going to be easy. These games rarely are easy. But I think 6-4 to for Liverpool, purely based on the fact that Klopp has got that leg up over Guardiola right now. I'm going to go for the Reds, to be honest.
0: Yep, me too. Absolutely me too. Uh, You're right. It seems like Klopp really has got one over on Guardiola. I bet this drives Guardiola absolutely nuts as well. I I really imagine it does. Um, But you've got to go all the way back to the 2002-2003 season to find the last time that City actually won away at Anfield in all competitions. Um, Since then, they played 18 times away at Anfield. They've lost 12 and drawn six. So, they do not travel there very well whatsoever. Um, And as you mentioned, last season, Liverpool put seven goals past City in the two games they played at home. So, four in the league, three in the Champions League. If you take out the 5-0 defeat that City gave to Liverpool last season, which I, I think is fair to say is largely down to Mane's red card in the first half, then City haven't actually beaten Liverpool home or away since late 2013. So I think history suggests that this is a very, very tough game for Man City. Um, Liverpool have got the number on them historically, and in recent times, Klopp has got the number on Guardiola. I think everything for me points to Liverpool win here.
1: Liverpool against Chelsea for me really demonstrated that they're a the real deal. They're the real deal. They they had a few chances. Largely they were decent at the back. And they just they just found a way, didn't they? It was a storage absolute wonder goal, but they just found yeah. a way to get out of there with that point that must have raised their spirits absolutely no end and I think oh yeah that, that was a huge huge moment for me because it's a tough place to go we all know that and yeah for me it was a really really um, important moment interesting to see how Liverpool bounce back from their defeat against Napoli in midweek, 90th minute uh, goal conceded there. How will that, you know, how will that um, affect Liverpool? On the flip side, City. I think it was 87th minute. They got their winner away at Hoffenheim. So yeah, such an interesting game. So many angles. For me, Liverpool to win mm. six to four is good value.
0: Yeah, definitely. Premier League for you, or show me on to the champ.
1: Yes, yes. If we could, that would be fantastic.
0: Okay, right. I'll get us kicked off with games I fancy here. Um, I'm going to be starting by looking at Norwich. They're at home to Stoke. They're priced at 13-10. to 10. Norwich are in a very strong run of form at the moment. Um, they have just drawn with Derby on the Wednesday night in midweek um, away. That was 1-0, conceded a late goal. Uh, I think Craig Bryson scored pretty late on for Derby there too get a point, but before that they'd won five on the spin they're not blowing teams away they've won each of those five games by just the one goal however I do think it's a sign of a good team if you can play below your best and still grind out lots of one nil wins as Norwich have been doing recently Um, and with Stoke I feel like it's always a case of one step forward, one step backwards, scoring lots of goals they scored two in each of their last four games. However, they're also conceding a lot. In the same four games, they've conceded three against Forest, three against Blackburn, two against um, Rotherham. So, yeah, it's it's not great for Stoke because it, it does seem like they get a good result. You think, oh, they're back on track. They're going to charge up the league. Then they go and blow it the week after. Uh, so for me, too inconsistent for me to back So Norwich are the pick for me in the form that they're in.
1: Yeah, Norwich are surprising, aren't they? Because I don't think anybody was really talking about them pre-season, and in there in fifth, scored fifteen, conceded fourteen, so they certainly know how to entertain. Kind of fast forward a few months, and they find themselves in fifth, and yeah, definitely, you know, in the early promotion hunt. So. Yeah, I totally agree with that with that tip. I am also going to look at a team that is kind of looking towards the top end of the table and it's West Brom. So West Brom have a home game against Reading uh, on Saturday, a three o'clock kickoff. They're priced at 8 to 15, so they are pretty short. However, I, I do think it's something that will come in. The one thing to be wary of is Reading have actually been surprisingly decent away from home. They've drew at Brentford, they've beat Preston, they've drew at Villa, drew at Blackburn and uh, lost away at Forest. That's their away record this season. Since that run, this is their biggest test on the road. West Brom, despite a disappointing 2-2 away away draw at Sheffield Wednesday midweek, they did score 86 and 87th minute to uh, tie the game up. So I think, you know, it kind of feels like a victory and I think that'll carry them on to uh, three points on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I had West Brom written down myself and the thing about them is that they love scoring goals, especially at home. And they scored at least two in five of their last six home games. The only one they didn't score two is is when they lost uh, to Crystal Palace in the Carabao Cup. Um, not too much shame in, in that one. But, yeah, if you think it's pretty much a guarantee that West Brom are going to get a couple of goals, I can't see Reading scoring two or more against West Brom, who are really starting to turn it on now. Uh, sign Bakary Sacco in midweek as well, on a three. Think that's a good signing?
1: Yeah, yeah, that is a good signing. Um... Very, very capable at this level. Looks even comfortable at Premier League level, and yeah, it's a good point. What you expect West Brom to get at least two? Can you see Reading getting two? Probably not. So yeah, West Brom very short eight to fifteen, but me and Tom think they will bring home the bacon.
0: Yeah, um, I'd like to look at Sheffield United. They're at home to Hull, priced at three to five. The big issue here is Hull shocking form, seven losses in 11 league games. Um, They've played 13 games this season in all competitions and they've only scored two or more on just two occasions. Lots of ones, lots of zeros. Um, And they're playing a Sheffield United team who have only actually lost one in their last nine league games, winning seven of those. So they're on really strong form. Um, In particular, their home form is good. They've recently beat Villa 4-1, Preston 3-2, Norwich 2-1. So, you could take from that both teams to score. But um, the quality of team they've beaten there is good. Uh, And they're not goal-shy either. So, Sheffield United to win for me against a Hull team who,
1: literally, terrible, can't score. Shocking. Still crazy to me that Hull were a Premier League side two seasons ago. Just seems absolutely Madness. centuries ago that Marco Silva was there yeah. with Harry Maguire yeah. and Andrew Robertson. It's it's just I can't even get my head around it. But yeah, totally agree with your tip. <laughs> big 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 game on Saturday. Uh, it's the early kickoff, lunchtime kickoff, twelve thirty. Leeds United home to Brentford. You're an absolute genius if you can predict which way the result's going to go. Uh, Leeds top, Brentford sixth. I think the safe bet, and the bookies do agree with me, both teams to score four to seven. Uh, You know, Leeds scored 21 goals in 11 games, Brentford 19. You're looking at the third and fourth highest scoring teams in the league. And uh, yeah, I I can't call the result, but both teams to score, I think, will be a safe bet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've just got one more thing in the championship and that's a potential banana skin Um, and it comes in the game QPR against Derby. Uh, I think a lot of people will probably be looking at Derby for this one um, considering QPR have been a little bit up and down. However, I just want to point out that Derby have been absolutely terrible away from home this season. They had the great result against Man United but that fixture is looking more and more like an anomaly. Um, but unfortunately, that's the high-profile one, and that's the one which sticks in people's heads because it naturally received the most media coverage. Um, wasn't really widely reported that they lost away to Millwall, they lost away to Bolton, and they lost away to Rotherham. You know, so I think playing away at QPR, who they're not doing great in the league, but they have picked up and won. Th- they've won three out of the last five league games, I think. This could be be
1: a banana skin. I really do. I totally agree. Totally agree. And Joe, you know what? I nearly fell in the trap. So doing my research, having a look. QPR Derby. got a fancy Derby. Looked at Derby's away form. Absolutely not. <laughs> scared. Scared the living daylights out of me. That did. Um, so yeah, big big banana skin. Totally agree with me there. I just want to talk about one thing. Uh, breaking news today. Um, so we're recording this on the Wednesday. Steve Bruce relieved of his duties at Aston Villa. Villa are away at Millwall on Saturday. Not sure what to talk about regarding the result of the game, but I want to get your opinion, Tom, on Bruce's dismissal. Um, do you think it was the right decision? If it was, who should they go for? And you know, who, where does Bruce go from here?
0: Um, it's, it's tough. Um, I'm friends with a couple of Villa fans and they absolutely hate Steve Bruce. So all I've got in my ears all the time is Bruce out, Bruce is this, Bruce is that, Bruce is crap. Let's chuck cabbages at Steve Bruce. Um, so (laughs) if I take, I don't watch, I can't say I watch Aston Villa a lot. Um, so I kind of take it, take things off what they're telling me. And they're more than happy that he's gone. Um, I do think he's got a lot of stick from the fans, which is probably a little bit over the top. Um, obviously, very close to getting promoted last season when they lost 1-0 in the playoff off final. Um, they've got a good squad. If they'd have won uh, against Preston on Tuesday night, they literally would have been in like fifth or sixth position and then things aren't looking so bad. I think it's mainly the style of football which Villa fans have really got um, a grievance with. So, uh, I don't know. He, he's he's a guy who you know, he's he's going to get results at this level even though the football isn't pretty. That's, that's what you get when you take on Steve Bruce. I don't know what they're expecting. Um, I can I'll see why that. they've done it.
1: I'll read out a couple of Couple of play a couple of managers that are shortlisted. Uh, let me see you know, what you think to some of these. Some of these are absolutely hilarious, just to let you know. Um so Dean Smith, obviously doing a great job at Brentford. Yeah. Midlands roots, he's seven to four favourite. Next is uh, big fat Sam. He's decided he wants to stop chucking slander at everyone on TV. Uh, seven to two for <laughs> Sam. Thierry Omri who was linked very heavily with it in the summers? Five to one. Martin O'Neill, who is linked with every vacant manager job. Six to one. Martinez, seven to one. Not sure why he'd leave Belgium to go to Villa in a champ, but there you go. David Moyes, twelve to one. Frank de Boer, fourteen to one. John Terry, fourteen to one. And then you've got people like Billich, Poyet, Stam, and even Warnock at sixteen to one. From that list, who do you think they'll go for and who would you go for? What the hell is that list of candidates? (laughs) (laughs) I told you. Honestly, I told you.
0: It's a mix of the absolute outlandish to the boring. To What the hell? Um, I think the favourite is correct. Out of all of them, Dean Smith would be my choice. Um, He's not a massive name. He's probably not a household name amongst a lot of football fans in the country, but proven at this level. He's done a very good job wherever he's gone. Um, and I think he, yeah, I think he plays a good style of football that the Aston Villa fans obviously want to see. As if you give him players like Grealish, Bilassi, Tammy Abraham, Kodja, uh, John McGinn, then yeah, I, I definitely think that that he's, he's going to be a good fit for Villa. Whether they'll go for him, though, or whether they'll go for, you know, a big marquee name, I'm not quite sure. But um, for me, Dean Smith would be would be the choice.
1: What do I want to see as a neutral? Thierry Henry, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah.
0: Really want to Ty. see
1: Henry in management, to be honest. Uh, but who do I think they should go for? Sensibly, yeah, it's got to be Dean Smith, I and mean, especially if he's got... Local routes that always helps, yeah. Um, so I think Tom pretty much that for the championship. Unless you have anything to add,
0: no, nothing else. Let's move on to League One.
1: Get us started then. Well,
0: where else do we start? Portsmouth home to Gillingham. Uh, probably the most obvious pick of the league. It's four to nine for Portsmouth to get the win, Gillingham have not won in 10 games. They're on a really, really poor run of form. It's seen them drop all the way down to 22nd in the league. Uh, Portsmouth, on the other hand, they're one of two football league teams who are still unbeaten, uh, the other one being Forest Green in League 2. So really, really strong start to the season for Portsmouth, currently sitting top of the league. Um, I can't see anything, anything other than a Portsmouth win. Goals fly around everywhere when it comes to Gillingham mainly in their own net. These two teams actually played each other um, a few weeks ago in the Football League trophy. Portsmouth won 4-0. I can see, I don't know if it was quite before, but I can see a comfortable win to nil here for Portsmouth.
1: Really, really looks like uh, this could be a big season for Portsmouth. Really does. It's easy to forget that this is just their second season in League One. Uh, It's looking like it could be one to remember for Portsmouth. Yes, you are right. It's probably the most obvious pick. Four to nine kind of highlights that. But it's certainly one that should come in. I'm going to revisit a team that I have backed a couple of times um, on the show. That's Doncaster Rovers. So Doncaster, they are currently sat in a surprising third place. Not many people would have predicted that. They did have a slight slip up on Tuesday. They lost 1-0 away at Accrington. It's a real disgrace. you know. Accrington are themselves in fifth. But before that, they were strong with uh, four consecutive wins in the league. What do you need when you've just lost the game? You want a home game against a team that is absolutely hopeless at the moment. And that is Joey Barton's Fleetwood. They've won one game in all competitions in nine. Their last league victory was the 1st of September, a home win over Bradford. Their last away win was the 22nd of August, where they thumped Scunthorpe 5-0. But a lot has changed since then. And even though Doncaster slipped up, I think priced at 5-6, for a team third in the league at home is a really good price.
0: Based on recent form stats, it's hard to disagree. Fleetwood um, haven't had the easiest run of games recently. They did lose to Barnsley, uh, lost to Southend, who are on a good run themselves. joining against Accrington, who are doing well. Drew against Sunderland, who are doing well. But yeah, um, if Doncaster won this, as I expect they will, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. So speaking of South Southend, um, they face Oxford this Saturday. They're priced at four to five for the victory. Uh, I think they can go one better. No, sorry. After a tricky period, Southend have won three on the spin and uh, I think they can go one better here and make it four. Um, Oxford are struggling at the moment. They've even been going to really left field methods to try and get they're misfiring strikers back on track. They brought in Ian Wright to the training ground last weekend to give their strikers some pointers. And uh, rumour is that Robbie Fowler is going to be coming in soon to do the same thing. So Carl Robinson really trying some out the box things to uh, sort out his striker's form. But they do currently sit 23rd in the league, just a one-wheel season with and with a joint worst goal difference of minus 12. Yeah, so I for me.
1: Slowly climbing, aren't they, Southend? Yeah. Yeah, we spoke, I think last week we spoke that, you know, they've, they've been up there for a few seasons, haven't they, and around that top half kind of threatening. And we were wondering whether they'd missed the chance and they were going to go into a bit of a slumber, but perhaps they heard us and they seem to have woken up a little bit. So, yeah, totally agree with that tip. Uh, I have a both teams to score for the profit chasers, which I think is actually a, Quite good odds, considering it's Luton and Scunthorpe. So, when you look at Luton and Scunthorpe, especially Scunthorpe, on the surface of things, uh, this is certainly something to keep an eye on. So, Scunthorpe—they are ninth, but they have the second worst, sorry, the joint, sorry, the third worst defensive record in the entire league. Um sat in ninth which is which is quite astonishing only rochdale <laughs> and oxford have conceded more obviously the fact they're ninth with that defensive record means that they have scored a lot they have scored 18 um, in 11 games and they are travelling away to luton luton scored 14 conceded 13 in 11 games luton fire uh, three of the last five games have been both teams to score and although Scunthorpe did have two games previous uh, before Tuesday that were not both teams to score, they got back on course with a 5-3 win over Charlton in midweek. So for me, both teams mm. to score is looking pretty good and it's priced at 4-5. to five. I think that's uh, a really good price actually for two attack minding teams.
0: Yeah, to back that up a little bit more, um, four out of the last five games between the two sides have been both teams to score. If you look back at recent games between the sides, so actually, I say recent, some of these, historically, this isn't recent <laughs> whatsoever, but the last few games between these sides, six out of the last seven have been both teams to score. Um, when I say not recent, we're literally going back to 1965. <laughs>
1: Or a podcast <laughs> in, that a game. in someone's mind
0: yeah um in that game Scunthorpe actually beat Luton 8-1 well
1: there you go tell you what we'll take that both teams to score 8-1 I don't mind there's nine if there's nine goals as long as one of them gets one each I don't mind
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have anything else uh, for League One no. I do feel like I have sneaky suspicion though that Plymouth may get their first victory of the season this weekend. They're playing at home to Ersie Wimbledon priced at 17-10. to 10. Um, Not really any stats to back that up with, apart from the fact that Plymouth have actually started scoring some goals. Wimbledon aren't on the best of form, but um, wouldn't tip it strongly.
1: No. It's, Tom, it's hard to tip a team that's won one game all season and that was in the cup. Uh, but I know what you mean. At least they're starting to hit the back of the net. They only just lost to Charlton, they only just lost to Doncaster and they uh, managed to get a draw away at Barnsley. So they certainly played against some decent sides. I have a soft spot for Plymouth, I don't know what it is. I think it's just because last year we capitalised on the fact they didn't lose in 20 games or so, so I think I just want that back to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I feel the same. I really do feel the same. I'm really (laughs) willing them on to win.
1: (laughs) I think, yeah, I think we just want a reliable team, don't we? So Plymouth may get off the (laughs) mark this weekend. Let's move into League Two then. Tom, you can kick us off again. Uh, What do you have for the fourth tier?
0: So for League Two, um, I'll start us off at Hewish Park. Uh, Yeovil are playing at home to Exeter. My tip for this one is Exeter on the double chance. It's priced at one to two, uh, so not amazing odds, but I do think it will definitely come in. Um, Exeter currently sitting nicely in second in the league, twenty-three points, two points off Lincoln, who are top. Yeovil, on the other hand, ever since that they ever since they beat Newport six 0 away, they've been rubbish. They have been rubbish. It's like they got all their goals out the way in one game. Since then, they've lost. Since then, they've not won in the next four games. So uh, lost three of those, drew just the one. I definitely think Exeter, who have won five out of the last six, can uh, can get something away at Yeovil, who are really struggling for
1: form at the moment. Yeah, (laughs) I have no idea what happened with Yeovil, but they screwed me over. That week when I had him on the bomb proof, yeah, it lost, and they Newport lost six nil to him, and I said, you know, most informed EFL team and in, most informed team in the EFL, six clean sheets in a row, and something's happened yeah. to them, hasn't it? Because they've absolutely fell off the face of the earth. So they have well. In- uh, the podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening, but. Listen, I'm not allowed to tip anything for or against you over for the rest of the season, so I'm glad you read that one out. Let's talk <laughs> about uh, Crawley. So Crawley are playing Cambridge at home this weekend. So on the surface of things, Crawley in 12th, nice comfortable position, Cambridge 23rd. Uh, just eight points from 11 games, 23 goals conceded. It looks like a good tip. You dig deeper, and I still think it's a good tip. Cambridge, in their last <laughs> um, in their last six games in all competitions, one of these that I'll read out is in the Football League Trophy, uh, the final um, number I read out. They conceded three at home to Forest Green, four away at Newport, one at home to Mansfield, three away at Colchester, two at home to Carlisle, three away at Southend. That was in the Football League trophy. They just cannot keep the ball out of the net. And Crawley, on the other hand, have scored in every game apart from two this season. 29-20 to 20 for the home side. I think the Red Devils are a good bet for this one.
0: Yeah, I would add to that as well. They've only actually lost one home game this season. Uh, That was their first home game this season. And they lost to Stevenage since then. Beaten Berry, beaten Morecambe, beaten Yeovil, beaten Tottenham under-21s, Drew Swindon. Uh, So, yeah, decent home form for Crawley
1: as well. So, I definitely like that tip. Yeah, Cambridge just look look like they're absolutely struggling right now. So, uh, fingers crossed we can capitalise on that.
0: Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Lincoln. They're playing at home this weekend against Crewe. Again, price, is, price isn't the best. It's actually uh, the shortest odds of League 2. They're 11-20 to 20 to win here. The top of the league, as we previously mentioned, uh, they did slip up in midweek. We mentioned at the top of the show, there are a lot of upsets um, in midweek. and Lincoln was one of them. They lost 1-0 away at Tranmere. Not many people predicted that one. Uh, But I do think they'll get back on track here with a victory, uh, home to Crew, who themselves have only won one game in their last five. Um, We've seen before that Lincoln aren't a team who go in long, like long, bad runs where they don't pick up many wins. Um, They're quite good at bouncing back. Uh, We recently saw they lost 1-0 to Crawley a few match days ago. Followed that up with three wins on the spin. Um, I think it's going to be a similar story. You're not going to keep this Lincoln side down for too long. They're too good. Uh, I think they will be too much for crew.
1: Yes, agree. Uh, Lincoln, as you said, they're going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? And they are going to bounce back for sure. Should be this Saturday. If not, it's only going to be a matter of time. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with that tip there. For myself, I have a few looser tips, but I'll be 100% honest. I found it hard in League 2 this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's not the easiest. It's really not the easiest. The
1: one thing I was flirting with uh, was Swindon Town. And Swindon are notorious for um, being a little bit unpredictable, but their opponents oh, are yeah. very predictable. They're at home to Northampton, who have been pretty poor. Uh, their last victory is the twenty fifth of August and in all competitions they've played seven games since, three draws, four defeats. And their concern will be that they haven't scored a goal in their last four league games. Nil nil with Berry, four nil defeat to Mansfield, nil nil with Knox, and a two nil defeat away at Port Vale. Uh, before that, they got one in a game against Cheltenham, and then back to a blank against Wickham. So, one of my tips, uh, it should it should come in profit chasers. To be honest, even though Swindon have not been great themselves, just one win in four. This Northampton team, if you can't hit the back of the net, you've got absolutely no hope. And uh, yeah, Swindon yeah, for me, despite the fact that they've been a bit sketchy, think they should win this. They're five to four. They're a little sketchy, but surely it will happen.
0: Um, I'm, Well, what I would say about this one, it might throw a little bit of a spanner into your thinking. Uh, the new manager bounce. Northampton, it's kind of gone under the radar that uh, Northampton sacked the manager this week. I brought in Keith Cole. So, uh, proven operator at league level. Did well with Carlisle for a number of seasons. So, uh, I think it's a shrewd appointment for Northampton whether he can get them firing straight away is a different matter but longer term i think with keith curl in charge and the squad they've got I, I think they'll be all right
1: yes i know what you mean i'm a big fan of keith Curl, by the way uh for that kind of uh that kind of league i think he's a really good appointment so yeah i i understand what you're saying and uh you know i i, I wasn't 100% aware of the new manager, if you if you want my honesty, but I still I still think Northampton they're not going to get it right, you know, immediately. And Swindon have enough about them, especially on their day, to uh, get a home win. Surely,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, any more though? Any more loose tips? Maybe Notts County one two on the spin now. No, I know. Away it. at Macclesfield, who are still
1: winless. No, I, to be honest, I find Macclesfield sticky. That's how I describe Macclesfield. Um, obviously, yeah, I had a lot, but I know they've been they've been pretty bad. But they do get draws against the better sides. I feel like um, no wins yeah. this season in any competition, which is a huge concern. But you know, draws against Newport, draws against Forest Green. Drew against Blackpool, Blackpool in the Football League Trophy. Drew against Warsaw when they were really, really hot in the EFL Cup. Drew against Mansfield. It's hard to it's hard to say a team won't be beaten when they haven't won all season. But do you, do you find them sticky or is that just me?
0: I can see what you mean. Um, they're rubbish. Then they'll throw in a couple of draws, which you which you don't expect. They're a proper, like, accumulator buster team. Right yeah, in this field.
1: they are. They scare me. They're like a oh, landmine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, best to avoid, I think, if we're going to be safe, which we which want to be, you know, you don't, want to, you don't want to risk any money unnecessarily. So I think it's best to be safer and probably avoid this game.
1: Yes, agreed. But <laughs> saying that, this is a team that hasn't won a single game. So, if not, go there and win. Yeah, that's exactly what we expect.
0: Uh, No more from me, though, anymore.
1: No, no more from me.
0: Right, let's uh, recap last week's bomb-proof trebles, then. We'll start with my bomb-proof treble. I had Lincoln to score
1: two or more goals, and they won 2-0. He also had Walsall and Accrington Stanley to be both teams to score... Atkinson Stanley won one nil and I also had Exeter to score two or more and they drew one all uh, close close just frustrating little little results there that yeah. kind of tripped us up
0: yeah frustrating um, stats said they should have all come in however uh, it wasn't to be in a weekend of uh, upsets really last weekend
1: so, but, uh, never mind never mind Moving on then, uh, let's have a look at mine. I had Doncaster Rovers to beat Plymouth away, and they managed to get the victory. They won 3-2. He
0: also had Brentford to win at home to Reading. However, the 10-man of Brentford could only draw
1: 2-2. And I had Chelsea and Liverpool to be both teams to score and over 2.5. Numerous missed chances meant that that was a 1-1 draw. So, again, close. But not close enough. Fortunately, close doesn't bring us any profit. But uh, yeah, we weren't a
0: million miles away. So let's hope for uh, an improvement this weekend. Yes,
1: absolutely. So, Tom, do you have a, a little bit of a tip for the profit chasers if they want to back us and put some money down on, uh, on some of our wisdom? Do you have anything that you would uh, suggest for the profit chasers this weekend?
0: So for this week I'm going to be looking at Sheffield United to beat Hull at home that's priced at 3 to 5 Norwich to beat Stoke at home priced at 13 to 10 and Portsmouth to beat Gillingham however minus 1 on the handicap and that's also 13 to 10 um, and that treble pays 8.5 to 1
1: nice nice Portsmouth on the uh... On the minus one is uh, definitely something that should come in. Gillingham love shipping goals. Well, you'd hope so. You'd really hope so. <laughs> you'd really hope so, buddy. Fingers crossed for that one then. Um, my my tip for the weekend then I will be personally having Burnley. They're at home to Huddersfield, twenty-one to twenty. Doncaster at home to Fleetwood, five to six. Crawley, twenty-nine to twenty at home to Cambridge. Uh, 8.2 to 1, that one. Three home sides. Uh, so fingers crossed that one comes in as well.
0: Yeah, I like that as well. All all of us uh, have gone for all home sides. So, yeah, feeling feeling confident about these these two travels. Home is where the heart is, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So good price for both. Um, statistically, it looks good, as ever. Uh, So we'll see how it actually pans out. Hopefully it's not another weekend of upsets and banana skins like the last week
1: has been. But um, yeah, I'm feeling positive right now. Yes, absolutely. So am I, Tom. So, fingers crossed, guys, if you fancy backing us, uh, you'll get some profit from those tips. Um, Shall we have a look at fantasy football?
0: Yep, let's have a little look at fantasy um, when it eventually logs me in. We've got a new leader, I believe, at the top of the league. Oh, my Uh Yes. Yeah. We have Buster's Boys, managed by Jack Flaherty. 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 You've just absolutely Flaherty.
1: butchered his name. <laughs> he's never going to listen again.
0: <laughs> well, Jack, sorry if I butchered your name, but you're top. Uh, so, well done for that. He's overtaken Chris Hinder with Chindle's champs at uh, at the top of the league. By He's seven points ahead. Uh, really good game week there, seventy-seven. There were some monster scores going off in our league this weekend. Some bloke got one hundred and three.
1: Yeah, Ryan Ryan Weimer Weimer with RKSW. Who did he have? Felipe Anderson, yeah. Kane, Captain Hazard, Maguire, Patricio, Bolly. Holy, yeah, he really racked up the points. Yeah. How did you do, Tom?
0: Uh, all right, Average sixty-two points so I didn't do too bad. Uh, I moved up to 19th, so I think I was 21st. So
1: still, green arrows, going in the right direction. Nice. I've got big news. Go on. So when you go on the Fantasy uh, Premier League website, which I'm on now, the league, because we have got yeah. that many people in the league, we've got 90 teams in the league, I'm actually now on the first page of the league. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm up to 50 yeah, seconds since I changed my team. I've gone up nearly 30 places in the league. Wow. So, so I'm really coming for absolutely everybody. I got 69 points. I'm on 386 overall. And mate, I'm I'm coming for people. I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're doing well to be fair to you, since you played your wild card. Such is the power of the wild card. Yeah, um, I'm at that point now. I'm on four four two five. You're on what? Four two five? I'm on four two five, yeah. Um I'm at that point though where I'm about twenty odd points off the top ten and things are starting to get a little bit spaced out now. So unless I have a few really good game weeks, I won't be going much higher than about
1: twelve. Do you know what I, do you know what I've just seen, which is a barometer of what how the mighty have fallen. Niall McNally, bring them action. Last year's champion in the doldrums of 47. Wow. Come on, Niall. How the, Niall, what's going on? Why do you have Andre Gray up front? Come on, change that. Charlie Taylor, Shane Duffy, it, right, Joe Hart. Right, this, this has got to change. We need some emergency surgery. <laughs>
0: um... Yeah, Charlie Donnelly, who was up there last season, uh, 17th, just ahead of me. So, yeah, not the best start for Charlie Donnelly either, but all good fun. Um, If you do want to join the Fantasy Football League, as Tom alluded to just then, there is a £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, It's all good fun, free to enter. The code will be in the show notes for the podcast, or we can give it to you on social media.
1: Yes, and... Social media is the best way to keep in touch with us uh, between shows. So feel free to follow us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. We try our best to share cool stuff, talk about uh, what we fancy. We take on board your your thoughts and opinions. We're also on Facebook as well, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us with any inquiries or opinions or anything like that, podcast at gmail.com is our email address.
0: Yeah, and uh, we'll save the begging till the end. If you have enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate it if you were to go on iTunes and leave us a rating or if you were extra kind, a rating and a review. Uh, it just take 30 seconds of your time and would mean the world to us.
1: Yes, it would. Um, so please, if you do have a few moments, please log on and rate and review. That would be absolutely awesome. So I think that is pretty much that for the show this week. Um, thank you very much for listening, yep. guys. Uh, fingers crossed uh, the tips come true on Saturday and you can uh, win some profit.
0: Absolutely. Uh, thanks for listening as ever, guys. We'll uh, see you next week. Take care, For guys. an international special.
1: Oh, international special. Jeez, don't sell it too much. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Take care.